Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I um, I am super excited about race two of Formula. <laughs> I am Jay, and so far I'd have to say that one of the, the best things of the new season of Formula One has been uh, just having access to a whole new set of memes, and uh, <laughs> some of them are, are pretty on point, pretty hilarious. Yeah, did you do uh, you know anything about the first race of the season? A little bit, yeah, yeah. The uh, Esteban Ocon getting like three penalties in the first race was the craziest moment I've seen. I mean, not like I have a long history with it, but uh-huh, it was uh-huh. it was weird. Oh, so you're talking about like the real Formula One here? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a real fan. Oh, okay, he's not okay. like some poser like yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the game for a minute there. I'm Josh, clearly easily confused, and um, I I am excited for the Formula One Baba is You level to occur, maybe someday, maybe? Question mark? No, probably not. Have you Have you two started that game yet? Or gotten very far in it? Ba- Baba is You, yeah, yeah. to like puzzle twenty, maybe. Uh, I don't know what number I'm on. I still have I am so I played it last time we talked about it. And then I got stuck on something that night, and I went to bed instead of playing it. And I never, I just haven't gone back to it. Um, but I, I told Josh where I was. It was um, with the crab, right? Yeah, it's the crab one. So you haven't, you haven't uh, advanced past the first crab level, then? No, I have not. I'm to about crab level three, I think. <laughs> Is it all that same screen though? The no, no. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I'm still levels, in that. I think. I'm still in that world. That's sort of like the. It's the underwater fill-in world or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm still in that. I basically accomplish about a puzzle a night. Um, if you guys ever play not for broadcast, though, like we we will have to seriously do a a rating a, sh- a rating show of it because <laughs> it is it is an experience. Let's just put it that way. Was that okay. one of the ones in the bundle? Uh, no. It was in the bundle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was. No, oh, I've never heard of this game. Okay, maybe not. Really? Didn't we talk about it? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, my freaking heck. Well. What's, what's the name of again? Not ready for not, broadcast? Not for broadcast. And you're like, it's like British. And you're like the guy in the studio control, you know? So, like, you're selecting which cameras are supposed to be focused on the people, right? And, like, it, I can tell it's going to turn into this sort of, like, dystopian storyline thing. And, like, um... It's bonkers because it's like you have to like keep the ratings up just high enough that you don't get fired, right? And so 
part of the game is like trying to pick which um, camera will be on. And, and like, sometimes you have to like make sure that the signal, there's not signal interference with, from the broadcast. And like, you have to select which ads are going to go on the show. And, and like, there's like, there'll be just like bonkers crap happening on the screen. Like, like there's (laughs) one of the levels is like, you're broadcasting this report on a, an, an athletic event, right? It, it's like this made up sport called like sport ball or something like that. And like all of a sudden these um, uh, naked protesters run into the thing and are like trying to interfere with the, with the sporting event. And so like, if, if you're broadcasting the naked protesters, you're going to lose ratings. And, and so you're like, Oh, oh crap, I got to be on this camera. And then you're like, Oh, Oh, I'm losing signal. Anyway, it's just like, it's hilarious. And then it, it kind of has this like choose your own adventure in between those levels, you know, the, this kind of a choose your own adventure storyline. Right. And like, anyway, it, I, I seriously thought it was part of the bundle. I guess it must not have been. I don't no, know why no, I picked it up. No, it's not. 0.0%. Yeah. yeah and it's, and I have not heard of this before until just now. Oh, I thought we talked about it. In one of the potpourri shows. Okay. Well, it is hilarious. Like I, I, if you guys get a chance, I think you should pick up and we should do a show on it. Cause it's all like FMV, you know? So, I mean, these, it's like actual recorded actors, you know, doing stuff. And like, so you get to, you're seeing like the, the news broadcasters off. I mean, they're on one of your cameras, but not one that you want to broadcast. Cause they're like bad mouthing each other. And it's just like, it is bonkers. So, and I suck at it for the record. I'm I'm thoroughly like on board. I'm ready to rate this game. Okay. Give me give me some time to play it. Yeah, yeah. Take <laughs> take a week with it, baby. I mean, uh, it's, so is it a, a news station that you're doing? Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the national nightly news. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I could probably craft a fairly dystopic tale of me running the yeah. <laughs> news station. It might feel too real in the end. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because you get done with the, the broadcast levels and like you can go and watch what you created, right? So like, because you won't really know what you created in the middle of it because you're like, oh, did I switch that camera? Oh, oh crap, I got to get this ad ready. You know, just like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, okay, I need to... I'll, I, okay, put it on my wish list, but... All of my Steam recommendations go to my uh, junk folder, so it doesn't really do anything to add it to my wish list. But um, that's the spirit, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> See, the the real issue is that it's not on sale, and you know it's it's only twenty five dollars. But like I, <laughs> but if it my, was on sale for twenty three then you would not be able to stop yourself, right? Well, no, I've told myself that since I don't play games, I should at least only buy games <laughs> when they're on sale. <laughs> That's my uh, current plan to try to save me money. I like it. I like it. Mine is to, you know, hold political office. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know we're not behind the paywall, but... Right. The part that I I love is that uh, at some point we're going to progress as a society to the point where, uh, like, opposition research is going to include uh, people playing the broadcast that Josh 
<laughs> create <laughs> on his PC. <laughs> where he failed to censor. Oh yeah, you get there's a censor button too. So like you got to make sure the swear words don't get out on the broadcast. So that's hilarious too. Because sometimes <laughs> I don't know what British swear words are. <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay to say bollocks or not? (laughs) No, no, you would have to censor that. What, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does, it will, there's like a, there's like a sound um, wave that'll monitor and and a section of it will turn red if a swear word has been said because you have broadcast delay, right? So you're watching one screen and then on the other screen is what's actually going out live, you know, and so that has that like couple second delay or whatever. And so they'll say bollocks on the left screen and you got a minute to be like, oh, that's I got to censor that one. Slam down the censor button. You know, I'm so confused. We have the non-explicit tag on on Apple. Did we just like violate it by saying bollocks? I don't even know. Probably. Yeah, we're probably we probably violated it in the mother in the the mother country. Uh, The king is very displeased with us right now, Trevor. Yeah, well, I'm pretty displeased with him, too. (laughs) <laughs> why he's he's bringing us ted lasso season three isn't he next oh, week okay. right i mean if that's what he yes. did then i'm on yes. board long live the king says trevor <laughs> yes i've changed my mind mid mid thought <laughs> so ready for season three all right what are we act- actually what's going on at discount games that's what i was probably supposed to ask right then um you know just amazing things <laughs> uh, uh I'm trying to think what the um, the latest did, did I did I ever tell you the the story of I think I did uh, but how I resolved the uh, shortage of promos for Shatterpoint? I don't think so. No. Okay, so not how you resolved it. No. Okay, well here's here's what happened. Um, I like so you know I'm 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 going to sell a lot of the Shatterpoint core box. Uh, fingers crossed. I mean so far. Pre-sales have been strong, um, and I'm I'm only getting six of the Ahsoka promo figure, which is a tiny fraction of the number of core boxes that I'm going to sell, and she is going to be available later on to purchase. Um, so it's it's not like you'll never get a chance to do it again. And so, in consultation with the uh, DGI Discord, I decided that the the best way to allocate the six uh, promos was I would start at the customer that was made the very first purchase of the core box and say, you know, we, I have a limited number of these promo items. Uh, you're the first person I'm contacting. If you'd like to keep the order the way it is, that's fine at, at 20% off. If you would like to, uh, be one of the people to secure the promo, then um, I would have you purchase the core box at, at full retail. And, you know, went through the, the list of people until I had six people that said that they wanted the promo, um, which I I thought was a, a reasonably fair way of, of trying to resolve the, the issue. Um, and there was most of the people who I contacted, they, they were like, yes, I want to do this. There were a few people who has, who said no. And there was one person who was like, you know, 
cancel my order. You have offended me by <laughs> not giving me this promo for free. May you know your mother die of a meteor hitting them. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> that's like a grim turn. <laughs> Were they aware that you have a limited number of them? Oh yes, very much so. Okay, whatever. Yeah, they were just super. I mean, I mean, I, I guess. Do you guys? Uh, you're probably uh, not exactly an unbiased jury here, but I, did that seem like a fairly reasonable solution to you guys? Um, I, I mean, it's not the solution I would have chose, but I don't have a problem with it. Nothing yeah. you said filled me with rage. <laughs> yeah, I. I probably just would have like made it a lottery and just pulled random numbers and been like, okay, those oh, are that'd be pretty good get. too, yeah. But I, you know, I don't, I don't have an issue with you saying, hey, this is a model that you can buy later, but I'm willing to give it to you for you know, essentially now, and all you got to do is pay. And, I don't. How much is the box? I mean, how much are you at more? Are you asking them to pay? How much um, is the base box? They they had to pay an extra thirty three dollars. It was a hundred and sixty five dollar corset. And it's probably, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to sell on eBay for like, you know, 50 or $75 at launch. Yeah, sure. Like if they wanted to, st- if they didn't want to keep it and they wanted to turn it around, they could definitely make money on it. Yes. Do you know how much it's going to be when it finally releases? No, no. Um, um, no. Uh-uh. I don't okay. even know if it's going to come as like part of something. It might not even be the same sculpt. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, um, get your pre-orders in for Shatterpoint because it's. I'm excited for it. Uh, it, I will say that they are finally going to, so we are getting surprisingly close to Adepticon and that is when they're going to have their first, um, play demos of the game. And so we will learn a whole lot more about the game come Adepticon. So, uh, stay tuned for that. So we are going to grade, uh, Ant-Man three, Ant-Man quantum mania, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, as usual, uh, there we will be discussing spoilers. So if that's an issue, then turn it off. Um, and as usual, I will I will start with actually I'll I'll preface a little bit by saying, let's talking about I guess maybe the, the little bit of the general reaction to the movie it it seems like in general that critics have been much more harsh on this movie than in general they've been for mcu movies also from what i can tell far more critical than the uh the moviegoers the audience yeah it seems like the audience in general the ones who have gone out to it have um enjoyed it uh but it does also with the amount of money that it's made it's it seems like it's been a respectable um, uh, amount of money, but not like a, a smash hit by any means. I, I don't even know how it's how it's doing. Like, what? It, how is it doing in comparison to other MCU films? Um, well, it it had a pretty big drop off. Um, let me on its on its second week, which is you know always kind of expected, um, especially post COVID. Yeah. Um, currently it's like, it's at like 520 million. Yeah. And it's, uh, we're on week three, uh, three or four. Yeah. Something like that. And I think that, um, you know, something like, I think Dr. Strange was in like the 
seven or eight hundred million range. And the really good Marvel movies, um, you know, get break a billion dollars, obviously. Yeah, and they've got to do most of that up front. It it all of them kind of tailor off after three or four weeks. Right. Yeah. I went and saw this movie with my soon to be son in law. We both had a great time. He is frankly more of a Marvel fan than I am, which I think is impressive and speaks to the taste of my daughter, for one. Okay, well that's a you finally said something about this this man who uh seems encouraging so far. So good. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, like I mean, we, we know basically out of the movie. Him. Yeah, that's true. Well I didn't either. We both both locked out and I'm like, I clearly don't understand the internet. Like I, I just did not understand the the hate for this movie. Like So I think that the critics probably have a massive case of superhero fatigue. Uh-huh. And, and I can appreciate that as a, if this were my professional job and I was, you know, a movie cinephile and I was being told by my newspaper or website or whatever to go watch another Marvel movie, I would probably have a serious amount of fatigue as well, but I'm not, I'm a nerd and I love this. This is amazing. Can we, we can keep doing this for the remainder of my life. <laughs> like I have no issues with it. Yeah, well, and I even said to my son-in-law, future son-in-law, I'm like, if I if I were even to complain about this movie, like, my 15-year-old self would time travel here to the future and slap me. <laughs> because, like, we just have, I'm just like, we are so spoiled for this right now, you know? And I'm like, whatever, is it formulaic a little bit? I don't care. Like, turns out I like, you know what else is formulaic? Chocolate chip cookies that my wife makes every <laughs> Sunday. And you know what I do with them? I eat half a dozen every Sunday because I like the formula. I don't know. I was just like. So I, I listened in, in preparation for this. I listened to part or most of a, a movie podcast. And it was interesting. They had three, um, three hosts. And one host is kind of a geek muggle. Uh, the other host is <laughs> one's a muggle, oh, a geek muggle. Okay, okay. Yeah, carry yeah. On, carry she on. she doesn't like she's into like you know rom coms and things that are not Marvel. <laughs> 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 and the other one is like a serious movie buff slash critic who like takes movies seriously as an art form. And then the other Speaking one, which when are, when are we going to get a Marvel rom-com? That's what I want. That should be the next thing. Um, I feel like she Hulk is going to, geez, don't mention that near the internet either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And and then the third host is someone who does like a geek podcast that is like geek deep dives into, you know, the minutia about these shows. And of the three hosts, the one who is a muggle was like, yeah, this was fun. Like, I I didn't really understand what's going on, but I I had a fun time. And the movie critic was like, you know, I like this more than phase four. And it felt felt like Marvel was kind of riding the ship. And the super geek was like, dislike the movie. Dislike the movie the most out of all three of them. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Past self should be time traveling right now to slap that person. 
I don't even understand. <laughs> I mean, I guess we know how the grades are going to go from Trevor and I. Yeah, I guess so. And, and I will no, say, don't get me wrong. Like, I this is not this is not like the greatest of the Marvel movies. Like, sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I will. So the I think it was the Super Geek who said this that she said that, and and it did really kind of um make sense to me some of the stuff that's been going on with Marvel. But she said that she felt very strongly that um that. If you look at the Marvel phases, so you have phase one, two, three, four, five. This is the start of phase five that, you know, there was a big climax at the end of phase three. And then it was almost like there was a reset. And phase four is a lot more analogous to phase one. Right. Yes. And part of the problem is I feel like as you delve deeper into the bucket of heroes available to Marvel, you start like they've they've used a lot of the yes the tier well, a you know tier s whatever you want to call them heroes so they're starting to get into stuff that people don't know or and and to be fair they've got a bunch of heroes that they gained access to mid phase three or phase four that they haven't jumped into but yeah a lot of the wait stuff that, what do you mean that they gained access to them well, when they they bought Fox, bought they gained Fox. access. They gained all of the X Men. X Men and Fantastic Four. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, they, I forget about that. Sure. Some of the most famous Marvel superheroes have not been touched at all. Right. And and hopefully, you know, I, I mean, I know we're going to get some of those. Yeah, yeah. But, but and the the comparison she gave was, you know, there were in Phase One. There's a lot of origin stories, and some of them work fairly well, and some of them don't. And in phase four, you know, we have stuff like uh, the Eternals, which kind of fits that same mold. And then she talked about that doesn't work well mold to me. (laughs) Well, I don't think the movie may or may not have worked well, but there are certain characters in that movie that work just fine. And I think when you start getting to collaborative efforts, which I hope we'll get in phase five, you're going to see some of those characters come back that you're going to really enjoy. Well, and you're also, you are telling an origin story. And if, and if you look at the history of the Marvel movies, the way that they have performed in the box office is the origin story does okay, but not great. And then, you know, it has the second movie and that does a little bit better. And then it has the team up movie and that, uh, you know, really starts performing well. And, you know, we're, we're, I can't wait for some team up movies with the right? characters we've got available to us right now. Exactly. And, and she's like, you know, we're in the stage right now. That's kind of analogous to the beginning of, um, phase two. And, you know, one of the, one of the questions that was getting thrown at her is like, you know, are, is this the death of, you know, have, have we finally hit super uh, hero fatigue and, you know, are they going to, is this the start of the downward slope of their performing well and, you know, et cetera. And she's like, well, you know, this is similar to a time in phase two when you had stuff like Iron Man two or Thor two, which were movies that weren't that which, beloved by the, yeah. Community. And everyone was at that time was like, this is the end of the, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so she's like, you know, it's, it's fine. And so, I don't know. I I thought I thought that was at least a interesting perspective because it does feel to me like they 
they did hit a climax in uh, phase three, and they're again laying the groundwork and and building something back up. And and I I thought that this movie, um, a lot of the complaints that people had about phase four, this movie, I felt like they it should have um, kind of been an answer to some of those. I mean, I assume you guys agree with me on that. I think so. I mean, one of the complaints that I think people had was the lack of yes. the the big bad, and yes. you definitely get the big bad here. And, yeah, and, in, in spades, a, in a great way. Yeah, like we finally get to see that you know that he who's at the end of time is not as bad as maybe we thought, and maybe what they did was unlock a whole hornet's nest. I, I'm yeah. I. I can't wait for the team up. There is so many cool characters and I'm waiting for them to have the interactions that we've kind of missed because they've all been solo efforts and really are not all of them, but there's been a lot of solo efforts and limited interactions and like, give me Yelena and, you know, Shang-Chi in the same room or whatever it happens to be. I don't care, but I'm excited for it. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. It's going to be, Wongers leading <laughs> the team up. Uh, I mean, as long as Madison's along, I'm there. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I want to talk about my one disappointment with Quantumania. Okay. Before we get into grading or whatever. Sure. Um, Michael Pena, Louisa. I, I, Louise, I feel like having not having him in, in an Ant-Man movie is offensive. That's all. Uh, oh. That's fair. So I feel like they kind of tried to do it a little bit with just Scott, you know, narrating things. Uh huh. I, I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I got, and it was okay to do that. But like, I just the, the main complaint that the super nerd had was that it didn't feel enough like an Ant Man movie to her, and that it didn't focus enough on Ant Man. It didn't have. You know, it had kind of the intro. Yes, I was clearly watching a different movie then. <laughs> it had the intro where he was, um, you know, narrating stuff, etc. But for her, it didn't have the same feel as uh, the other two movies. So, another, I, I'm I'm curious on your guys's take uh, or reaction to to another question. So, one of the things that I think has been kind of a growing concern with a lot of Marvel fans or moviegoers or movie critics is, is kind of the belief that Marvel is overusing bad CGI. Oh my gosh. And one of the, yeah, that's part of the She-Hulk hate, isn't it? Um, I think that was another example of it. And it was actually, I mean, honestly, it was made worse by Taika ytd himself but um like in in, in thor 4 um he's doing uh, uh talking about a scene he's like oh wow that cgi sure doesn't look good or something like that oh, but geez. um i mean a do you do you do you share that concern about cgi in marvel movies and b how did you what did you think of the cgi in quantum mania because there's Obviously, huge, huge swaths in this movie that are CGI. I want to um, hear Trevor's. I want to hear Trevor's answer first. Okay. Um. So I don't think there's an issue with CGI. I, I guess 
I've never been like I'm not a CGI snob. It's it is a method to portray a story. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't need it to be perfect. Um, I am fine with what they put out. Um, I think that there's too many times where we expect perfection and it's just not necessary. So to me, I think it's fine. I I was not bothered at all by um, the CGI in um, She-Hulk. Some of the previews where it wasn't quite finished, I kind of noticed that and it kind of was off-putting a little bit. But the final product that we got in the TV show was just fine. It was not bad in any way. I do think that sometimes Hollywood relies a little bit too much on CGI where practical effects would be um, better. And I wish they would kind of rely on that a little bit more. Um, But it's kind of become one of those situations where they're just like maybe lazy about it. Uh, So whatever, I guess I don't really care all that much. So I'm perfectly okay with it. And in Quantumania, I never felt like there was a point where I was taken out of the movie and felt like I needed um, that I needed better CGI to put me back in it. There was never that issue. What are your thoughts, Josh? I clearly don't have an eye for bad CGI. (laughs) Again, my 15 year old self is calling from a world where, you know, that barely, I mean, it's funny. Like I think about motion was the standard. Yes, exactly. Like freaking, you know, I think about, I think about Willow, the series that we just created a few weeks ago and Willow, the movie. Right. And I know Willow, the movie didn't have CGI question mark. I don't think, or if it did, it was probably what we should call bad CGI. And even then, I don't, I mean, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I just can't see it. So I think Trevor explains it a lot better. Like just saying like, oh, geez, I, it didn't ever really pull me out of the suspension of disbelief either. Right. Like I'm trying to think if anything did pull me out of the suspension of disbelief ever. Maybe Modoc's redemption pulled me out of the suspension of disbelief. Okay, well, I before, think it was supposed to. So before we get on to Modoc, uh, I'm I'm gonna chime in with my two bits on this. On the bad CGI thing. Yeah, on the CGI thing. Um, You're gonna give us a connoisseur's viewpoint here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, no, my my take on it basically is like if I have the two options of of I get an Avatar movie every decade and it's immaculate or I get regular MCU movies and the CGI is okay. And sometimes it's a little rough around the corners. Um, I mean, I guess the honest answer is I'm glad that both of those things exist, but (laughs) if I had to choose Jay's answer is why not both? Yeah. If I had to choose between them, I would pick the MCU model that I, I would rather, you know, there, there comes a point where uh, you have to get the product out the door and, (laughs) <laughs> earning money so um i don't know i guess that's my my take on it um i was gonna ask before we went into grading everyone's uh i guess favorite and least favorite part of the movie and i'll, I'll start and uh, throw modok out there because i don't understand <laughs> why they did that um i thought that actually was one where i thought the cgi was awful I thought it was intentionally awful, and so it didn't bother me that much. I, I don't know why that shouldn't bother me, but like I can totally understand that as a complaint. But that character is so ludicrous. Like it is so ludicrous 
I just yeah. don't see how there's a way you could have brought okay. it to the screen and not had it be seem bad or whatever. And and I didn't hate it. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like. I I think I would have preferred so for them to have either not done Modoc or save it for a different treatment, but. Like, like really, what? you just wish they had brought I the HBO know. claymation Modoc into the movie. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do Modoc in the MCU, but I thought I thought that was kind of bad. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't bother me. I. It was interesting because watching it, I I found myself. It was sort of like a guilty pleasure. I'm like, this character is ridiculous. I'm I I found it humorous the way they handled it. Uh, I I enjoyed it, but I, the whole time I, I kept thinking, this is what the general audiences are going to skewer this movie for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was on Facebook, and there was a thread, and I don't I you know I, I don't remember where it was, but it was discussing how critics hated the movie, and I'm like, sure, I'll delve into the comments, and it was just wave after wave of people saying how much they thought Modoc was funny and the the highlight of the film. Oh wow. Really? And I was yeah. And maybe, you know, it's Facebook. Who knows? The algorithm is like, this right. is what you want to hear. This is what you want to see. We're gonna make it so that, you know, you get to see, you know, we're gonna give you a positive reinforcement. I don't know whether that's true or not, but there was a lot of people and oh. maybe these were Marvel fans who were just like, yeah, I, I probably never funny. expected to see Modoc ever. <laughs> yeah. In any film ever. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, whatever, I don't know the answer. I just know there was plenty of hype in those, in that particular comment thread for Modoc. Uh, what, what would you to have as your, your least favorite part? Or was it a perfect film with, with no flaws? <laughs> I'm such a stupid congenital optimist. I got to think a minute about the part I liked the least. Uh, okay, I'll be honest. Here's what I liked the least. I felt like <laughs> the same way Rings of Power, the series, was coy and strung out for far too long the name of the stranger or whatever, right? I feel like this movie did that with Janet Van Dyne, like, I I can't tell you about it, even though we've been sucked into the quantum realm <laughs> at this place. Like, I just can't bring, I can't, I mean, it's not even like Voldemort. It's not even like you can't say his name or whatever. I'm just like, okay, lady, come on. Let's just, let's just embrace the fact that you could now tell them that you, you know, were probably uh, getting it on with Kang for 30 years. And, you know, uh, I, I just, that, that was probably my least favorite part. I felt like she strung the other characters long, far too long. Okay, um, Trevor. So I'm I I'm going I'm going to agree exactly with what Josh said, but I'm going to point yeah. out a very specific scene, which I believe is the one with Bill Murray, where they right. you that we've already we already know that it's Kang. We've already I think we even heard his name at this point, and they're, they they might they, have only called him the Conqueror by that point. Okay, but, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But during that scene, they say him, you know, like ten times. They avoid his name like ten times. Yeah, and it drives me nuts. Like I, I've had it at that point. I'm like, like there was no reason to avoid his name. Like if they had set it up that like if you say his name, it brings him from the timeline. I'd be like, okay, okay, maybe. But yeah, no. it's Beetlejuice. We're gonna call him back, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like it is just, it drives me bonkers. That's that that scene in particular. 
I'm like, we, and maybe it's just because I'm a Marvel fan and I know who they're talking about, but I'm like, really? We're going to fool no one. <laughs> yeah, you're fooling no one. We, we've, the, especially because we've already Correct. seen him. Yeah. Like he's yeah. already Loki, shown right. up in Loki. Right. You're not feeling, fooling anyone. And the thing is, is like, say the name and the non-Marvel fans in the audience still don't know who he right. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, it is yanking. It's a circle jerk for no particular reason. So my, my runner up thing that I didn't like, and I mean, I guess whatever I didn't, I just didn't, I like Bill Murray. I did not like, uh, the character that he played that much. And so I would have, it's not that interesting. Yeah. yeah he was kind exactly. of forgettable. Like, he was, he was kind of a throwaway. And so I, yeah. I would have liked to have had Bill Murray be something better in the MCU, but yeah, that's a fair complaint. Uh, my favorite part Man, I think my favorite part is when he, <laughs> when Scott finally shows up big at the edge of Kang's Citadel or whatever, and he's like, you should have kept your word. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, <laughs> that whole scene, and I, I thought it was a fun battle scene or whatever, but, you know, and with him being quote unquote giant for so much of it, um, I just liked that shouted dialogue at Kang, you know, it was just like, look, I, I freaking cut a deal and you because you're such a villain you couldn't even keep the deal and you probably would have gotten away with it if you had kept the deal or what that was probably my favorite part trevor favorite part um or favorite scene yeah i'm I'm trying to think i'll i'll do mine real quick while you are still thinking okay i think that my favorite part was that uh in a lot of ways it felt like our first team-up movie in quite a while um and and not just that it was a team up, but you know Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Evangeline Lilly, Jonathan Majors, and you know we have have Cassie getting added into the mix as well. Like they're all actors that are really good at their job. Yeah, right. And I enjoyed having that many characters that I'm interested in interacting with each other and you know and sometimes it will randomly be like an unexpected scene from michael douglas where you're just like wow he's he, he just he wasn't on he wasn't in the show very much but he added a lot and so you know stuff like that uh i have a question uh i don't know if this bugs me but like did they ever say cassie lang's superhero name or should they have or because isn't she, and I probably only know this because of Marvel Snap, let's be honest. Isn't she stature? Oh, I don't even know that. Okay. so I don't think they, they didn't say her name. I don't think. I think that stature. feels like a bit of a ripoff. Like she, in some ways, this could have been her superhero origin story. Yeah. It, right? It kind of is. Yeah. But like, they don't ever, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, like, I'm sure they will expand What's more. my superhero name? Your superhero name, like. You know, Cassie. Yes. So a what? a quick Google search uh, confirms that it is stature. And I, I, yeah, Marvel Snap. I've seen the card, but I guess I didn't, I didn't put those together um, until now. But yes, yeah, she can also go by Ant Girl. Uh, see, Ant Girl, Cassie Lang, Giant Girl, stature. Yeah. I I learned something new today. Thank you. Well, there we go. <laughs> Well, Trevor, so I, did you, I don't know why that should bug me, but it bugs me a little bit that like they didn't just acknowledge they didn't give that her, she her was name a superhero yet. now, and and frankly they were a little cagey longer than they should have been with 
her and the suit thing too. They did. They did start. Um, she made appearances at Avengers Campus in Disneyland. Oh, really? Yeah. And when they did That's tweets, cool. uh, you know, advertising that she was in Avengers Campus, they advertised her as Casey Lang and not as any superhero name. Stupid. That's dumb. I hate it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Josh or Trevor, did you oh, figure yeah, out favorite, anything that you love? Um, my favorite scene, I believe, or thing about is, the movie, whatever. It's the it's I believe it's a cut scene at the very end. It's it's the all the Kangs. Oh, is okay. it? Oh, the Council of Kangs. Okay, yeah. I I didn't know if you were going to say that or Victor Timely because both of those both of the stingers are awesome, frankly, in my opinion. Also, I just have to know like when it shows the like the whole you know arena full of kangs is the last one that it shows a zombie kang or was i making that up oh i i don't know if i was paying that close attention yeah i felt like that's what it was like a reference to marvel zombies timeline or whatever it wouldn't be shocking i guess all right uh we are at a speed grade point now oh geez okay i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay uh design uh yes design lay it on us freak that i put the thing okay um okay so again like i said this thing to me falls somewhere in the middle of the road of the giant pack of marvel movies right uh yeah this is the 31st mcu holy cow see so i feel like it should get some points like to me it was a it was a decent chocolate chip cookie like it's a six for me for plot for characters right like no, you know what? I'm going to go all the way to seven. I'm going to go all the way to seven, and here's why. I think Jonathan Majors is a fantastic casting as Kang in every version of him that we've seen so far, including the ones at the Council of Kang. You know what I mean? Like, he just checks all the boxes uh, every time, and I, I'm all about it. Uh, that's that's where I'm at with that. So, seven. I'll, I, will, I will do seven as well. Sure. Um. So... I enjoyed this movie a lot, but I, when I think about it as far as other Marvel movies, other Marvel movies, it's it's not that great. And, and I, I will go back to what something that Josh said earlier, which is Michael Pena not being part of it. I think it's like he made the first two so great. Um, and I really missed him here. And yeah, I don't that, that's completely reasonable. I don't know how they would have added him, but it definitely was a, a portion of kind of the you know, ripping off of, off of, um, Ant-Man. Here's how they would have added Paul, him. Paul Rudd. They're in the multiverse now. They, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a multiverse version of him trapped in the subatomic realm or whatever. And he like <laughs> re-narrates all the crap that has happened. Like I, I would have been all for that. Yeah. Yes. We all would have been all for it. Would have been amazing. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Your number. I, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, you know, if I, am I grading on the Marvel scale or just general movie scale? Probably the Marvel scale. Oh, well, six. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Time management. Uh, frankly, this thing has good pacing. I, I was never like bored. I never, you know, wanted to make an excuse to get up and go to the bathroom or anything. So, like, to me, it, it was on point for time management, and I'm going to give it another seven there. I think it's just over two hours. Um, but I didn't feel like it lagged at any point. Um, I'll probably go with the seven as well. And Trevor. Um, I'm also, I'm going to agree with the seven, maybe even an eight. I mean, it didn't lag at all. It, it felt, 
I mean, it's, it had the, I had this strange feeling when I got out of there that I just I just spent an hour and a half watching a three hour movie. I realized it was neither of those things, so that's why it succeeds so well. Is because it was it felt shorter than it was, but I felt like I got more entertainment than what I get was given. So yeah, yeah, it's it's just it does a great job of pacing. It it never lacked. Uh, repeatability. I you know how hard it is for me to want to rewatch a movie. I would happily rewatch Quantum Mania. Um, I would have to rewatch it just to rewatch the stingers to see if that was zombie King in that crowd or whatever. <laughs> um, but so for me, this is a six in repeatability, which is high for me. I'll probably go an eight. It's one that I actually feel like I want to watch once it gets on Disney plus multiple times, um, just to uh, kind of check out the things that I missed. Sure. Take in some extra details. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where this sits for me. Um, I'll definitely rewatch it, but I've been told that I'm judging on the Marvel scale, which is really hard because there's certain Marvel movies I've yeah, yeah. watched a lot. Um, so I, I think this is going to be fairly average on the Marvel scale. Like I'll probably watch it two or three times. Okay. I'm I'm really hoping that it has a bunch of tie-ins for the entire phase, and that when we get the um, the big team up that I'm going to want to come back and rewatch it. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but that's what I'm hoping for. So right now it's probably only average. It's probably a five for Marvel rewatch. I'll watch it three times total um, in within the next six months. I mean, because <laughs> I'll end up watching all the Marvel movies, you know, minimum is kind of three, um, but I'll probably end up watching it more than that at some point assuming that it ties in like I hope it will. I mean, when we came home, the first thing I did was like, let's rewatch Loki. Yeah. yeah. I actually was thinking that, that it did kind of like add to the, to the shows, you know, like it post redeemed the shows a little bit. Yeah. So we're mid season rewatching Loki. And let me just say that it's better than I remember it being. And I remember it being yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I'm super excited for uh, some of the additions that they have for Loki too. Which, by the way, when does it come out? I don't know what they said. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's 2024. Probably. Um, what's what's next? Uh, fun. This is probably my highest score. I'm going to give it an eight because again, I I got out of the theater and I was like, I don't understand why the internet hates this. I just had a great time. Like, just purely fun, honestly. And again, I'm I'm docking it two points for no Michael Pena. Yeah, I agree. Like it would have been a ten with him, and it's an it's an eight without him. Yep. Okay. I, I think an eight is perfectly reasonable. And then overall, so my overall, um, again, probably only because thinking on the Marvel scale, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a six overall. It should probably be a seven, but like there are uh, there are probably sixteen movies greater than it, and there are probably fifteen or fourteen movies not as good as it, right? Like, and and Maybe you could fudge that one way or the other. Uh, I think it's probably a little lower than that, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, yeah. So on the Marvel scale, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. give it a five. I think there's probably 10 worse than it, and there's probably 20 better than it. And that's not an – I don't want to make that – that probably sounds more negative than it should be, but we've we've really enjoyed some some great movies over the years. Yeah, again, we are we are spoiled for riches. Like, yeah, and and I reserve the right to change that grade once Phase Five, <laughs> phase five has finishes. yeah has been I will, unfolded. 
I will go with a seven. Okay, reasonable. Um, audience, I mean, I feel like it could play for anybody, honestly. Like, that's part of why I actually am excited to rewatch it. I feel like I could rewatch it with my wife and daughters who didn't, because we just, I just went and saw it just myself and this future son-in-law, you know. And I'm like, oh really? Oh, Not even your daughter? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. She was doing something with her mother. I, it was, I didn't actually arrange any of this, which is, hey, that probably actually increased my enjoyment of the movie now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that i didn't have to do anything but um yeah so I, again i feel like it uh pretty pretty clean pretty fun overall audience wise I, I i took my youngest i had no issues with that so yeah so i i have a twist for this last one that i'm curious okay to do with you guys so go or no go we're almost always going to be a go for an mcu so you know, whatever. But the twist I want to do with that is how much do you think seeing this in the movie theater improves the experience versus if you had just waited to watch it on Disney plus? Mm, that is an interesting question. I feel like the movie theater didn't really add much to the experience for me. I, that was kind of my initial reaction to the question. Like, but, but I, I was trying to decide if I was, kind of being poisoned in my thinking by the fact that I really do like just sitting in my pajamas and watching the Disney plus shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did, I did see it in a really nice theater seats though. So the, those theater seats did add to the experience a little bit, but I think that's a fair question, Jay. I, I think, yeah, the theater did not necessarily add that much in this, in this case. We're ready for your voice of dissent, Trevor. I don't have one. Honestly, part of the problem was the, like, Normally you you go into the theater to see grand visuals and this had plenty of grand visuals but it's almost like grand visual overload to uh-huh. the point where it's no longer special. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense but I agree I I could have watched this at home and probably been just fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't know. I I feel like that's kind of that's another thing that Marvel is struggling with. Uh it just in general movies have been uh, trying to be events that you want to see in movie theaters. And that's part of the reason why, for example, horror movies tend to do well or or some of the, the big blockbusters do well, but the, the mid-tier movies have not been uh, doing as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's a, an interesting question. Well, any any final thoughts before we sign out? I'm excited for this phase of the MCU. I mean, it's not like I wasn't excited before. <laughs> I'm definitely even more so now. I, we, we haven't talked much about this, um, but I guess my final caveat is um, I felt I'm, I'm excited that they picked Jonathan Majors as King, and I am ready for more Jonathan Majors in my life. Yes, agreed. He really does a good job. I, I, I want to, we probably should have talked about this in the speed round, but like one of the complaints I feel like I've read on the internet is that Kang did, seemed like he was too easy to defeat. And uh, am I just nuts that I'm like, did did nobody else watch the stinger? Like, yeah, right. It's the like, point of was like, they, they really had to make some effort him. to defeat this one exiled version of, right. you know. Yeah. I, I agree with you that the, the thing that, that makes Kang so strong is not that there's one of them it's that that he can travel in time and that there are multiple of them and that they're unified in their goal 
And, like, it feels like we don't even know which one is the most, like, dangerous one or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the whole point is, like, hey, here's one and he's he's pretty tough and it requires an ant army, um, you know. (laughs) That's evolved, like. Right. And and now you're going to see a room full of hundreds of them. And Modok had to stop being a dick to even help defeat him. <laughs> you know, important after-school special learning moment there. <laughs> I won't that lie. Was my, I, that, uh, was my, yes. that was my second favorite scene. I was, did it. I'm an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right, well. How much better would it have been if one of the alternate... Um, I wish I could remember his name, his character's name. An alternate Michael Pena was Modoc. Like, how much better would it have been if he was? Oh my gosh! Yes, that would have been amazing. In the Michael Pena style. Yes. See. When Modoc came in, I, I don't know. These guys don't just call us. Trevor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. All right. Well, let's leave it there and. Let us know what you guys thought of Ant-Man 3 and let us know everything we got wrong. Tell us how much the internet was wrong, please. Yes. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week.